Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back, folks, for another interview edition of the NFL Draft Prospects Podcast. Today's episode, Ryan speaks with Minnesota defensive back Benjamin St. Juice. Before we get to that, though, folks, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Right now, folks, you're probably out of your March Madness pool. You probably didn't make it very far. You're probably out of any shot of making money. However, you can still make money on some of these games by betting on them at Bet Online. March Madness is pretty much already done, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. So head to BetOnline at their website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, I also want to tell you about eBay. As somebody who likes to look good, have the right shoes, I can tell you that eBay is where I go to find the perfect pair for my outfits. Whether it's rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe that you've been looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop your pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. Also for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Got one more ad I want to tell you guys about, which is our new sponsor, Sunday Scaries. And something you might not know about me, folks, I do not relax well with my crazy life. It's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill sometimes. I overthink, I get easily stressed out, and it sucks. So I did my homework and I found Sunday Scaries, which are a delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummy. They've become the uh, sorry. They've become a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. There's no risk to buy right now. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. And I also got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use Ryan's promo code ROBERTS for your discount. That's promo code ROBERTS for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're amazing and you won't regret joining the squad. Now let's get to that conversation between Ryan Roberts and Benjamin St. 
juiced. Welcome everyone to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect Podcast interview edition, bringing you the best players in the 2021 NFL Draft that you need to keep an eye on. We are here today with a big riser in the cornerback group, defensive back group in general, talking to Mr. Benjamin St. Juice, who is out of the University of Minnesota. Ben is actually originally out of Canada, spent a little time with the Michigan Wolverines, and then spent his last two seasons a part of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, where he ascended to being one of the best defensive backs in the Big Ten. And going down to the Senior Bowl week was very impressive. I, I would argue that he was probably the best corner, in my opinion, down there in Mobile. So I'm joined now by Benjamin St. Juice. Ben, appreciate you, man, taking just a few minutes here. I know it's a really busy time for you, but I thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the invite. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, man. So I really want to get heavy into the, the process for you. But Ben, I want to start it out because I've talked to some guys out of Canada over the last few years. It seems like we're getting a huge influx, you know, from the Chase Claypools of the world, uh, Deshaun Stevens that's at Maine. There's a, there's a bunch of guys that are now coming out of Canada. I know you were originally out of the Montreal, Quebec um, region of Canada. So talk to me a little bit because I know it's a little different than what you would typically think of like uh, recruiting in the States. It's a little harder maybe to get noticed in certain degrees. And obviously we're seeing a big influx of Canadian born players. So just talk to me a little bit about the recruiting process and how ultimately you ended up at Michigan to begin. Yeah, well, obviously it's very, very different. It's, it's a lot harder for us uh, Canadian kids in high school <clears throat> getting recruited by uh, D1 colleges or just any colleges in general. Uh, we don't have a 24 uh, seven that ranks us. We don't have arrivals. We don't have a ESPN that, uh, that ranks us either. We don't have any camps, kind of like the Nike, the open and arrivals under armor. So there's literally no coaches driving down or flying to Canada to come recruit us. So if you want to get a scholarship, if you want to get recruited, um, you kind of have to do like, you know, what I did when I was younger, you know, pick a camp that's closer to home and then drive down. You know, I drove 10, 11 hours to go do my first camp at Michigan and then had to drive down to New Jersey, go do some camp for the Nike the opening and rivals and all that stuff. So you have to come down prove yourself, compete against the other kids. I like maybe four or five stars and, and then after that, you uh, you earn your scholarship or earn your spot or your invite to a, to a tournament, something like that. Gotcha. And I know, like I said, though, there's a nice pipeline that's starting to form out of Canada. So what, what's it like just to be a part of that chain of players that are now kind of I think you guys are kind of changing the 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 what people would have these, you know, just these opinions on Canada. Right. Like they would think like, oh, there's not that many players. But now you're starting to get a nice chain, a nice pipeline. And you are firmly a part of that movement. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the point. That's that's like representation for us. Because when we were younger, guys like I don't know me, Chase, uh, Chuba, and all the other, uh, kids, like we didn't have that many guys going D one and from Canada or going to the NFL. So it was kind of like you know like untouched territory. Like we just had to go go try, you know, and learn from our mistakes. And we didn't really have no mentors to ask questions or anything. But now that we have representation because we made it then the younger generation will be way more motivated to do it and they can reach out to us to ask us question how is it and how can I do this do that should I do this and all that stuff so it's all about representation I think uh, that, that that's what that's what we did and uh, we're going to keep doing it yeah absolutely I mean it's a great movement you guys are kind of the ambassadors when you really think about it of that movement so it's awesome to see and obviously Ben we, we talked about you know starting at Michigan but the last, the last two years, what you were able to do at Minnesota, you caught my eye more than a couple of times breaking down that film. So just talk to me a little bit about the move to the Golden Gophers, because I will say I'm a big fan of everything that that coaching staff has put in place there. 
and, uh, you know, just kind of seeing it kind of grow, even though I know 2020 probably didn't live up to your guys' expectations, but it seems that that program is firmly heading in the right direction. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, when, uh, when I transferred in, in 2019 to, to the Gophers, like I kind of had like a, it, it was super quick. You know, I met coach Fleck during the summer. I had a visit and I, I but I never had that full experience of the culture, the rollerball culture, and then being in the, in the brotherhood with all my teammates. Now it's, it's really a once in a lifetime experience to play for, for Minnesota. And when I transferred there, um, I was all here, you know, trying to listen as much as possible, get as much knowledge as possible, fit in with the culture, fit in with the other guys. And, and it turned out to be one of the greatest season in the history of Minnesota uh, Golden Gophers, going 11 and two, being Penn State, winning the Outback Bowl. And we did all those things because, uh, uh, because we stayed together and we did everything together. It could be off the field, on the field, and the culture that Coach Flick put in place at Minnesota, win or lose, you're still going to have a great experience a great football experience and you're going to be, you're going to come out of there a better player and a better man. So um, I'm very, very, very thankful to, to, for the two years I played in Minnesota because it, it made me flourish and it made me become a better player and a better man. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I know you're a guy that everyone's really impressed with, you know, just off the hoof, like before they even see you play, because that six, three frame speaks for itself, right? Like you can't teach length. You can't teach that type of size at the cornerback position. But then for me, like I didn't, because what you would think typically of a taller corner Maybe they don't change direction very quickly. Maybe they're a little clunky out of their transitions, opening up their hips. For me, I saw smoothness out of you. So can you just talk to me about the evolution of your game over the last couple of years and maybe the misnomers that longer corners can't get out of breaks and all that type of stuff? Yeah, so, I mean, um, I was uh, I, I was I would, I would give credit to my smaller frame when I was younger because I've always been super fast and super quick. And when I was 15, I was 5'9", 150 in high school. And then the next summer, I was 6'3", 175. So I grew up super fast in the span of one summer. But I kept my agility and my quick feet and all that stuff. And also, you know, every time, like, people, they're like, oh, you're 6'3", you must have, you must, like, not have, like, fluid hips. or you must have, like, quick foot. You must not be fast. So I hear that a lot of times. So I always try to work on my craft and I'll work on those things and all that stuff. Like, I mean, coming out of high school when I went to the Nike D opening camp, like I had the best shuttle out of like the whole like the, the whole camp. I had a three eight nine, and you know I keep working on those things. Like I still run like a three eight nine in my shuttle at six three two hundred five pounds, and I'm super quick. So because I always catch people off guard, they're like, "Oh, he's taller. He must not be quick." And then boom, I catch him off guard, and I can play off man, and I can like jam it at the line and stay with them. So that you know, it's an element of surprise. Yeah, it takes you really off. It took me very by surprise. That's why I was just such a big fan because I'm like, wow, this guy moves a lot more fluidly than you would think of for a guy that high legged, right? Like that, that high frame, but you are very impressive. And I know you have gotten the opportunity over the last couple of years to play against some great wide receivers, not only in the big 10, but I'm talking about in practice, right? We saw Tyler Johnson, Super Bowl champion, Tyler Johnson. We saw Chris, Chris Autumn Bell, who I'm a big fan of, but the guy that I am very, very a large fan of. I think he's a top 25 player in this class. Of course, is Rashad Bateman, who you got to see on a daily basis in practice. Can you talk to me about those one-on-one matchups and what makes Bateman specifically such a special player? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, first-round talent, uh, and then in my opinion, you know, in my head, whatever I go in the draft, it don't really matter. In my head, I'm first-round talent, too. So then first-round against first-round, I'm going against him every every practice for one-on-one. Could be an Oklahoma drill or a scrimmage or anything, like, trying to find him because I know he's going to be my best competition. I'm going to be his best competition. And um, like you said, like we were just talking about how I was, you know, uh, super quick and I can play off, man. You know, I'm super versatile. It's the same thing for him. You know, he's a receiver that can play the X. He can play the slot. 
he has that top end speed. He's quick. He's polished and all that stuff. So, you know, all those things like that, I've been like, all my technique and all this stuff. Like I try to use everything on him because he's that type of receiver that you really got to switch up your, like your technique every play. Cause he's smart too. He's going to know what you're doing and he's, he's a great athlete. So it was a, uh, you know, as we all say, I was, we say iron sharp as iron. So uh, it was me against him every day in practice. Mm-hmm. And you, you already highlighted your versatility a little bit, whether it's off man press, there's, I think zone teams are going to love you as well. There's a lot that you could do. Is there one in particular though, if I had to ask you like, that's what I would prefer to do the majority of the time. Is there a type of technique or coverage in general? No, I never really preferred anything because with the off or the zone comes different type. And, you know, I feel like in, uh, especially in Minnesota and zone, uh, this is where you get your interception. We didn't play as met, as much zone because we had corners that can really lock down on the on the outside. Uh, but, uh, you know, in zone, you get your interception. So that's good. You know, I like to play zone and off, you know what I'm saying? You can bait the quarterback. You can show a little bit of press and get off and kind of trap a little bit. And then uh, press coverage is literally, you know, take the guy out of, uh, of the whole play. So, Obviously, with my frame, uh, coaches, they, they like me to play press co- coverage. That's not like – I wouldn't say, like, you know, like, that's comfortable. I'm comfortable there. Like, that's just, like, what I want to do. Obviously, right. I'm comfortable. But, like, I'm not one-dimensional. Like, you can do, like, all those other things and stuff like that. So, it's it's up to, like, the, the scheme and, the, and the, the team that drafts me to, to, to see where they want me. But, obviously, I'm comfortable everywhere. And that, that's – I love that you point out the misnomer because I think a lot of people look at the box score sometimes, right, for some guys, and they're like, oh, he doesn't have a ton of interceptions. He's probably not doing his job. But like you said, yeah. when you're in man to coverage and you have your back to the football, it's tough. It's tough to grab interceptions. When you have your eyes back towards the line of scrimmage, that's where interceptions come. So a great note there from you. And now moving into your process, Ben, obviously you went down to Mobile. In my opinion, I think you were the best corner down there. Just talk to me a little bit about the experience. I know it's a little abnormal, a little different than it might typically be on a year to year basis, but it seemed like you took advantage of every opportunity down there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a crazy part about it is that uh, a couple of days before that, I was headed to the Hula Bowl. I was about to go to the Hula Bowl. All my equipment, shoulder pads and all that stuff were, were shipped there. And then Jim Nagy called me and said, you want to come down and come play for the, in the Senior Bowl? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I've been waiting for the invite and stuff. Like, call Hawaii, ship all my stuff back to Mobile, Alabama. And then, uh, no, I just had a great week in, in general. I was It was all business for me. I was going down there, you know, to boost my draft stock up, to, to you know, to, to show scouts and NFL teams I can ball and I can be, like, the best corner out of there and uh, also just to learn in general you know the Panthers were there the Dolphins were there staff and uh, I learned a lot you know I was able to compete with some of the best players in the draft and I was working on my technique some of the details every day trying to learn something and and overall I just had fun so and and we won the game so that that that, that was fun. Absolutely you definitely capped off the uh, kept off the week the right way you know you want to get that victory in, in the game obviously which you did and now you're I think correct me if I'm wrong are you out in California now training where are you training right now? Yeah, I'm in California at the uh, Mamba Sports Academy. Okay, how's that going so far? That process. Great, great. I mean, uh, they got a uh, yeah top notch facility. They got everything that uh, uh, that that I need, and they got great coaches. And um, I keep getting better. I keep seeing improvement every day. So definitely going to be a great pro there for me. Mm-hmm. And who are um, if you don't mind me asking, Ben, who are some guys that you're training out there? Can you drop a couple names? Yeah, so um, I got some of my uh, fellow teammates from Michigan: uh, Carlo Cam, Ben Mason. Uh, we got a lean, uh, the defensive tackle from, uh, North Carolina, uh, NC state. Yep. Um, we got Naquan defensive tackle from Michigan state, uh, Jamar running back from Oregon state. Nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's just some of, some of, some of the guys are, are... awesome, man. And I, I know you, you already mentioned the pro day and just 
getting those numbers. First of all, when is the when is the pro day? And can you give us just a little sneak peek into what some of the numbers might be that you're aiming for? Yeah, well, April four or April first will be my pro day in Minneapolis. Uh, obviously, like I mentioned, my shuttle. You know, I'm just like naturally like good at this. I'm trying to get like the the best number possible, probably like in three eight for that shuttle and the and the cone, the the three cone, probably like you know somewhere around that, like a six five or something like that. You know, some of those low fast numbers for that because I'm pretty quick. And then uh, and then vertical jump. I mean. No, I played play basketball in high school, so I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. It'll be it'll be pretty high. Same with the broad jump, just a natural a natural athlete. 40 is a thing that, you know, a lot of people will be looking at, you know, 6'3", 200-some pounds, and all that, if you can run and all that stuff. Uh, I'm going to just say the same thing. You know, I ran track all my high school career, so uh, it'll definitely be a – definitely, definitely be a – in the, in the four fours, but it's just now it's just up to see if it's going to be low four fours or mid four fours. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you just sharing that with us a little bit. And and kind of the last piece I wanted to cover is I know you obviously got to meet down with a bunch of scouts and front office execs down in Mobile, which I'm sure was a great experience since then. Um, are there some teams that you've been in contact with already? How are those talks kind of going? Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a few, uh, few meetings, um, obviously at, the senior bowl like some of the teams I think I mentioned in the uh, interview I think two weeks ago that stood out to me obviously all the teams that already have the type of corner that that I am so like Seahawks the 49ers the Steelers some of the teams like that you know that were pretty interested um right now you know teams that I met uh over the over the phone uh the Colts I met with the Colts I met with the Patriots um I mean with the Saints mean with the Packers I uh, did a whole bunch of, uh, you know, um, psychological and testing, all that stuff for a whole bunch of teams and stuff like that. But I would say those teams are the, the teams that we met over Zoom and stuff like that. And it's going to be more in the process. But, uh, yeah, it's a it's, it's very, very, very different process this year with COVID. Oh, absolutely. Yep. It's uh, I never thought I'd be on Zoom so much this year, man. It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. But we have to make up some time because obviously that wasn't able to get down to Mobile this year, unfortunately. So I wasn't able to catch up and try to catch up with some of you guys down there. My, my last question though, Ben, just ending you off here. I'm sure that this has been, even though you talked about, you know, the Canadian roots and having something, some hurdles to get over, to get noticed. I'm yeah. sure that this being an NFL player has probably been a dream of yours for a long time. So can you just talk about that blessing and maybe the first moment where it was sort of a reality? Like, I, I think I could do that someday. Oh, you talking about like the moment of reality when I was like a kid and maybe like making to the NFL? Yeah, exactly. Uh man, I have to. I would have to give a. Uh, I would have to have, give credit to my parents to be honest. When I was in the when I was in high school, you know, I was I don't know, like you know just playing a little bit of you know football for fun because it was cool and all that. I was good at it, but I didn't really see like because it's so hard to be like, oh, let me. I'm gonna just go leave my whole family and go play D1 in the states because. There wasn't that many people doing it. So it was hard for me to believe that it could really happen. And then, you know, my dad was an elite athlete. He, you know, was invited to the Miami Hurricanes training camp in 1986. So he kind of knew a little bit about the path and he was pushing me. And then uh, him with my mom was like, you know what? I think you have the potential to go like, you know what I'm saying? All the way like to the NFL and go to D1 and all that stuff. You should try some camps. And, you know, they pushed me the whole summer to do it. And I finally did it. And, uh, I mean, I mean, look at me now. So I, I give credit to them for, for motivating me and believing in me at first because it was it's, it's hard to believe in yourself when you're from Canada and then there's not that many like people doing it and uh, the, the the pat is really is really hard. So uh, props to them and and then uh, we still got some still got some uh, still got some work to do and uh, even after the draft. But uh, I mean, it's it's a blessing to look back at it and be like you know 
one out of a million kids, you know, trying to go to the NFL. I, I made it so. Yeah, no, it's a very low percentage. That's why parents always know best, man. They see something in you that sometimes you don't see in yourself. So I, I appreciate that sentiment. And again, Mr. Benjamin St. Juice, uh, outstanding defensive back at the University of Minnesota, now 2021 NFL draft, um, NFL draft prospect and a senior bowl participant. Ben, I appreciate you, man, just taking some time today. I'll be sure to, to keep an eye out for the first to see what type of numbers you put down there, but wishing you the absolute best of luck when April finally goes around. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.